The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. from Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. If you'd like to join in the discussion, email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm or call into the program with your questions. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and I'm glad that you're listening with us today. We've got a great program for you, as we always do. Today, we're going to be focusing on gratitude because it is Thanksgiving week, and so it's a good time to focus on that gratitude and what's good in our lives and what's working, and let that count very glad that you're tuned in, that you're listening. Uh, thank you for letting your friends and the members of your recovery communities and your unity community, your spiritual community, your families know about the spirit of recovery. And thank you so much, too, for posting on our Facebook page. You can find us on Facebook at Spirit of Recovery and for letting us know how what we're doing here is making a difference in your life. We really appreciate it, and uh, we're so glad that what we're doing is touching you. It's great to be broadcasting on the topic of recovery here on Unity Online Radio, unity.fm. And uh, we know that we are bringing you guests that mean something to you in your recovery and your spiritual walk. And that our guests are always people that are practical, that are down to earth, that are working with people in the recovery community and or people who are in recovery themselves. And they've always got lots to share. You know, you can listen to Spirit of Recovery and Unity Online Radio's other great programs, either on your computer, live. <clears throat> you can listen 24-7 to many archived programs or uh, across our to Spirit of Recovery and lots of other topics that are on Unity Online Radio. You can also listen through your mobile listening devices, through your smartphones. So there are lots and lots of ways to access the great spirituality that's here on Unity Online Radio. Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place, and so if you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of an addiction, or if you're a family member that's in your own recovery as a family member, or a family member or friend of someone with the disease of addiction, whether or not you or they are in recovery, or if you're just curious, interested in the process of recovery, you just want to know more about it, know that you are welcome here. We're glad you're listening, and you're welcome to send us emails or to give us a call and participate in our discussions. Again, my name is Anna Schaus. I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a Unity minister, and I'm also an addictions counselor. Uh, in addition to that, I'm a person who has in my circle of love and friendship many people that have the disease of addiction, and those relationships got me involved in my own recovery process as a friend and family member uh, many years ago, and that's been a, an important part of my spiritual growth as well as combining that with the unity principles and other spiritual principles. That spiritual walk keeps transforming my life, and it keeps me growing in ever deeper ways. I am very, very grateful for the opportunity to uh, have had myself opened up a bit to spirituality and to be connected with all the wonderful people that have given me so much in my life, and sure, that's what I'm grateful for, one of the many things here today and for this Thanksgiving season. 
So again, glad you're listening and glad that you're letting us know what's happening for you in your spirituality and recovery walk. Today, I've got a very special guest. That's Reverend Leo Booth, and we're going to be talking about the power of gratitude. Some of you may know uh, Reverend Leo Booth as Father Leo Booth. Um, that's back when he was an Episcopalian priest, and uh, now he is a unity minister, and so he's Reverend Leo Booth. And I imagine that many of you have been touched by his writings, by his workshops, by his audio and videotapes by his uh, talks that he's given over the years. Reverend Leo has certainly been a great blessing to the recovery movement. He has shared so honestly and so openly about himself and about his observations for uh, recovering people and about this recovery process. He is internationally acclaimed as an author and lecturer, a trainer on all aspects of spirituality and recovery. He's willing to talk about all of it, from depression, addiction, compulsive behavior, uh, religious addiction, uh, sexual addiction, and low self-esteem. And he understands very deeply how the sense of self is connected to all those things and why spirituality is so important. He also is a certified addiction uh counselor and a certified eating disorders counselor. He's got over 10 publications, Say Yes to Your Sexual Healing, Say Yes to Life, Say Yes to Your Spirit, and The Wisdom of Letting Go, among many, many other things. He's appeared on the Oprah Winfrey Show, Good Morning America, and lots of others. And now we're just delighted, and I'm delighted, Reverend Leo, that you're here with us on Spirit of Recovery. Welcome. Oh, it's my pleasure, Anna, to be on your show and to uh, to be able to talk about not only gratitude, but how it connects with uh, spirituality and recovery and just basically having a very positive approach to life. I, I'm very, very, very interested in your program. I'm very glad that you're on the air, and I'm sure you're touching the lives of many people because uh, something like 10, 10 to 15% of the population have been touched at some level by recovery programs, and I'm sure that's increasing as the days and years go by. For sure, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, you do have a very positive approach, uh, Reverend Leo. Obviously, you know, one of the titles of your books, and I have that one on my shelf, is Say Yes to Life. Talk to us about that positive approach. You know, addiction obviously is such a negative thing. Um, how do you blend that together, the facing of the things that don't work, with, with a positive attitude? Talk, well, tell us about that. Actually, it has a lot to do with my move from being Episcopalian to being unity, because when you suddenly realize that wherever you are, God is, when you suddenly realize there's something of God's divine creativity in every one of us, then you suddenly realize that whatever really challenge you have, you as a person are far more powerful than the disease. So it struck me, oh, years ago really, that um, you can, by attitude and behavior, overcome almost anything, and that includes the addictions that you've mentioned. Um, I think that unity helps me understand uh, and get to know something that I wasn't told as a young man growing up in the Church of England, or for that matter in the Episcopal Church, and that is uh, there is a divinity within me that is connected within me and that is a powerful divinity that wants me to be happy, joyous, and free. So, really, the connection to being a positive person came also in my transference from feeling sinful to feeling blessed. And, and by the way, I do want to say the Episcopal Church, the Methodist Church, the Roman Catholic Church, many of the other churches have also moved to this position of being proactive and creative and moving away from the what I call the sin syndrome. However, it is still around, and I think it's important for people to know that there are people like myself, and I believe you, Reverend Anna, 
who are people who understand when Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it abundantly, he meant what he said. Right. How did it change uh, your view of yourself when, as you became aware of that idea of the divinity within? What did it, how did it put some power, did it put more power in your life or what did it do? Well, actually, I think it wasn't so much, and I think you're going to understand this, it wasn't so much that it put more power into my life. It enabled me to discover the power that was always there. I don't know whether your your listeners uh, are familiar with The Four Agreements by Miguel Ruiz, but at the very beginning of the book, in the introduction, he talks about so many people living in a fog. And all, uh, uh, at some point, many of them come out of that fog to realize that they are divine human beings, divine souls in human form. And, and once you discover that, it, it, the emphasis for me isn't so much in getting something that I hadn't got. It's about discovering something that was always there and using it for my recovery. And by the way, it's not just recovery from alcoholism, but really many aspects of life. Because if you have a positive attitude, I think it helps you in a job. I think it helps you in relationships. I think it helps you economically. I think it helps you really visit many parts of the world that you may have previously been afraid of going to. So it really opens up, if you like, the world as opposed to living in a kind of narrow little chamber. And that's that's what's happened for me. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it absolutely does. It's, um, and, and you certainly have done that. I know that you are a world traveler and that you have uh, in so many ways lived large. It's like you, I, I would say almost uh, that you know that there's there's nothing that's bigger than that power that divine power within you and so you're free to to go anywhere it creates freedom exactly and 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 you know i've been in recovery for 35 years and and in the 35 years i've been able to travel and see the world and what i'm realizing is that it's all part of the godness it's all part of divinity and you experience it in the different religions, the different cultures, the different foods, the different visions of the mountains and the seas and the deserts. I've been to Cambodia, Vietnam, Egypt, India. I just got back from India last month. So it, it, it's what it's done really for me, Reverend Anna, it's given me the world. And, and um, I really believe that that's what God wanted me to do have an adventure there's the word an adventure in this world that's wonderful we do have a caller on the line he has a question and his name is tom we'll put tom on our program here hello tom hi hi thanks hi. for calling father leo of course yes <laughs> father leo I read your book years ago, When God Becomes a Drug. Um, I'm a former uh, member of a cult, uh, and that book helped me a lot. But what I found myself was I got back into religion, and I'm addicted to religion again, sad to say, and also alcohol, because not finding the true God, I turned into alcoholism. Um, apparently you have a new book, and can you, can you tell me a little bit about this new book? Absolutely. First of all, Tom, Tom, it's great to talk with you, and remember what I said earlier, and that is that whatever it is that's coming down uh, the pike in your life, you have the power, you have the ability, you have the strength to overcome it. It's very important you know that. And, and my latest book, funnily enough, it's going to make you smile, Tom, so get ready for this. It's called The Happy Heretic. <laughs> Love it. The Happy, the Happy Heretic, and, and uh, it comes out this month in December, early December. Um, and um, 
it's really about, um, you know, the word heretic used to imply somebody who was wrong, somebody who'd got it wrong. The church condemned heretics. In some cases, it killed them. It set them on fire. It burned them. Uh, but actually, the meaning of heretic, coming from a Greek word, herakletus, it means somebody who thinks differently. And I think differently. I think that there are many paths to God. I think that you probably are going to find your God in spirituality rather than in any one religion. Uh, although there are some wonderful religions that are all-encompassing and, and inclusive. But I think it's very important for you to know that you're looking for something outside of yourself, Tom, and you're never going to feel satisfied until you find that divinity that's within yourself. So I hope you and some of the listeners will, you know, order that book, The Happy Heretic, it's based on the writings of Pelagius and Rumi. You may know Rumi. Rumi is a famous mystical Sufi writer. And uh, I'm very proud of the book, and I think it will do very well. Boy, I'm looking forward to that. I, the, when Your book, When God Becomes a Drug, that helped me out a lot, but then I just ended up going right back into religion after a while, yeah. like I said. And, and so I'm looking forward to this. Happy heretic. Thank you, Father Leo. Thanks for calling, Tom. All right. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks so much for calling. That's great. Tell us some more about about that book. That's fascinating. The Happy Heretic. Yeah, I'll send you a copy, Reverend Nana. All right. uh, It's based based on the writings of Rumi Mm -hmm. and on Pelagius. By the way, Pelagius was, um, funnily enough, although his name sounds Greek, he was a British monk. He was never a priest, and he argued with St. Augustine. And basically, Pelagius said that babies are not born in sin, so I agree with Pelagius. Uh, He also said that we don't inherit the sins of Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve's are their sins, and we create our own imperfections, but um, you can't pass on sin from Adam and Eve to little Joey, who lives in Texas. So um, he was really a very ahead of his time. He also said, which I thought was very interesting, that there were many paths to God, and we need to be careful about building Jesus into a prison. Good point. That sounds excellent. I'll look forward to, uh, yeah, to reading here's, that. Here's yes? the thing, though. Unfortunately, he was condemned <laughs> as a heretic <laughs> because the church went with Pelagius, as you know. Um, and one of the things with if you control people, as you know, uh, in other words, if salvation only comes through the church, then, you know, 90% of the population at that time would be going to hell in a handbasket. So um, it was a lot of control and fear that Pelagius argued against. And I truly believe today that most people would agree more with Pelagius than Augustine, even though he was made into a saint. And poor old Pelagius was condemned as a heretic, and he was sent to Palestine, where he died a natural death. Well, I am glad to uh, learn more about that, and and uh, glad to learn that at least he was not burned at the stake. I guess that was a plus. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> I'm glad he I'll left. Send you, I'll send you the book because I know right. many of your people at uh, Unity of Dallas would enjoy that book. They would. It's time for a break. Listeners, stay with us. We'll be right back with Reverend Leo with the power of gratitude and talking more about how to be a happy heretic. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. 
you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart-Centered Metaphysics speaks to truth-seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the rear. You're listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you'd like to share your questions, comments, and experience with today's topics, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're very glad that you're listening with us today. And if you're just joining us, our topic is the power of gratitude here, of course, for this Thanksgiving week. And my guest is Reverend Leo Booth. I'm sure that many of you are very familiar with Reverend Leo. He is an internationally acclaimed author, lecturer, and trainer on all aspects of spirituality and recovery. He is a certified addictions counselor and a certified eating disorders counselor. Um, and he has certainly uh, been a presence in the media for many years and has done so much to bless the recovery community and the wider community and the professional recovering uh, treatment recovery world. That's, he's been of great help to them. And so we're very glad to have Father Leo with us. You can learn more about him at www.fatherleo.com. And you can see the many books that he's written and uh, see what he's got there on his website. Before we continue our conversation, I'd invite you to join me in just a moment called the Serenity Minute. I invite you to relax, to allow your mind and your heart to open, and share with me this constructive idea. I notice what is good, beautiful, peaceful, and I let it count. I notice what is good, beautiful, peaceful, and I let it count. Thank you, friends, for joining me in the Serenity Minute. And now I'm back with my conversation with Reverend Leo Booth. And um, before the break, uh, Leo, you were talking to us about the the idea of fear and control. It's uh, interesting that you were talking about how in, 
of course, in past history that's been used by religious institutions. And certainly one of the important uh, aspects of recovery is getting out of that fear and control mode. We know that that's what addiction is all about is fear and control. But that attitude of gratitude and a positive focus is an important part of recovery. What are some practical ways that people in recovery can move out a bit at a time of that fear and control and move into gratitude and constructive thinking and acting? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question because I think that people are capable on their own of doing it. In other words, that they they realize they're not created bad. Uh, that yes, they've made mistakes, but they're not a mistake. And and many people kind of figure it out themselves and go on to lead productive lives because the, the, the people who are in recovery, if they're connected with a 12-step program, are really about taking important steps that they can take. It's important to emphasize that. These are steps that are within the capability of most people. And the goal is that spiritual awakening that allows them to live positive and creative lives. Now, I just said that you can do it on your own. However, I do think most of us, and I know for me, I'm better when I'm in a community of people. So um, anybody who's listening who's had a, a kind of trauma created by a vengeful or angry God uh, needs to realize that not all churches, and there are many churches throughout the United States, that really care and offer healing and a positive approach, a partnership with God that in unity we call co-creatorship. We co-create with God to make a better world. And many people belong to recovery communities where they meet a few times a week and they, they share a fellowship together. So I do think that it's important, Reverend Anna, for people to maybe connect with a community of like-minded people. They're not going to be exactly the same, but there's a unity of spirit and they can be of support to you when challenges come in life. And all of us have challenges, whether it's with health or divorce, uh, unemployment, economic challenges. But if you've got a supportive fellowship around you that have a, a, a positive spiritual approach, I think you do well in life. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like we get inspired and energized by that community. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I know I do. I mean, uh, I've been connected with many. I visit Unity Churches to talk, and I meet the congregations. And I can't tell you the beautiful songs that I hear, the beautiful prayers and meditations, like you just did for that Unity Minute. And, and you suddenly realize that the days of hell and damnation are, are really coming to an end because people realize that to be controlled is not to be free. Right. It's it's finding that sense of uh, God inside yourself. You know, when we had the caller uh, earlier uh, in the first segment there asking about religious addiction that uh, and, and talking about, uh, you know, how he had been in a cult, it's something that that seems like, unfortunately, it's, it's uh, a bit easy for people to slip into not necessarily being a cult, but in all kinds of ways of making some person or some idea God in their lives instead of their experience of the divine. You've written so much about religious addiction. How do you see all that? Well, I think that a lot of people, uh, going back to what Miguel Ruiz said in the um, a lot of people... Are you still there, Reverend Anna? Yes, yes, we're still here. Yeah, uh, uh, the, a lot of people had um, an experience of um, a kind of... Uh, almost like they were told that they were 
bad or sinful, and 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 the the lives that they've lived have been really of low self-esteem and low self-worth, because it was almost like um, they never had a laughing Jesus or a laughing God in their minds. They only had a kind of finger pointing at them almost, like saying, you're a bad person. And, and thank God for Oprah, because I did her show on three occasions. And each time I did her show, and she touched the lives of millions, um, she always had a positive message. She was always very open and inclusive. Um, and, and she herself, I think, um, I think she's talked about it, she herself moved from a kind of more um, rigid religious background in her Christian church as a young woman to, to a more spiritual approach that really includes the whole world. So I think sometimes people need to get involved with a codependency or Al-Anon, Al-Anon support group. I think that some people may need therapy for a short period of time just so that they get the message that, you know, um, they have choices in life and there are wonderful people in this world that you connect with. And when you connect with them, everything, all your boats rise. And that's why I wrote the book, The Happy Heretic. I also wrote a book about an angel and a frog. Did you ever hear about that book? No, I don't think I've, I've read that one. But tell us about that. The Angel was, and the Frog. Yeah, it was The Angel and the Frog. And it was about a depressed frog uh, that had lost its, its hop. It was feeling hopless. And um, an angel called Christine drops into a pond where the frog lives and slowly begins to change the frog's life. And, and, and the frog moves from depression to, to a real love of living. Uh, and, and by the way, the frog has friends that he introduces to um, uh, Christine the angel. And one of them is Hazel, who is um, a hedgehog who's very codependent. And then there's um, two gay cats living together that suffer a lot of criticism. And there's some homophobic chickens. And we have a fox with a sex addiction. So it's a little bit like California and Texas, really, isn't it? Yeah, quite a crew there, quite a crew. <laughs> so you got to tell us sort of what happens, well, unless I mean, you don't want to. Maybe we should just read it ourselves, huh? Well, no, but I mean, the main thing about it is it's a happy ending because, as C.S. Lewis says, the victory has been won. We've already won the battle. It's just that some of us don't know it. And, and I think that the confidence and the self-esteem comes in knowing that we are glorious creatures of God and that we can make a difference in this world. And that's why God is on our side. Uh-huh. That's great. What's the name of that book? Is it The Angel and the Frog or does it have a different name? No, no, it's called The Angel and the Frog. And the, subtitle, right. the subtitle is Becoming Your Own Angel. Ah, that's pretty and good. The idea, the idea of it is it's great to have angels in your life that bring messages, but it's really important for you to eventually to bring that all-important message to yourself. And, and I know you've done it in your life and I've done it. Otherwise, you can keep giving your power to other people or to institutions instead of claiming your power and realize what we say in unity, that wherever we are, God is, and truly all is well. Right. You know, as this Thanksgiving season comes, and we know this about the holidays now, it's become such a common idea, but it's well worth uh, exploring a bit, is it's the holidays, we're all supposed to be happy, filled with gratitude, and we have that, and yet sometimes, as we know, the holidays can be a very lonely and depressing time for people. It can bring them in touch with what it seems like all that they don't have or they, in their lives and whatever. What can people do during this holiday season to not give their power away to what might be pushing their buttons about holidays and 
give their power to that divine light inside. Well, I think I think one of the key things is to to realize that um, the purpose of the Thanksgiving is to be grateful for our life, grateful for our country, for thinking of people who live in America. Heavens knows we have challenges in this country. However, on the whole, there's a freedom in America, a freedom to disagree with each other, a freedom of political parties. We really should be grateful that we live in a country where different views can be expressed because it really is all too clear in the world that there are some places, if you said what you really felt, there are some people that would kill you. So um, we have to be grateful for the fact that we have a democracy, that we live in this country, that there is religious freedom, and that's a key issue for Thanksgiving because that's why those pilgrims originally came to get away from religious rigidity and persecution. So um, there's that aspect. I think the other thing is that um, you don't need to have, you know, a turkey and pumpkin pie to really be a happy person. It helps. I'll be having turkey and ham and pumpkin pie, I'm sure. But, but the, the main thing about it is I'll also be with people to share the turkey and the ham and the pumpkin pie with. So I, I hope some of the people will really think in terms of getting involved with the community, visiting friends, having friends over, doing something that's going to make this Thanksgiving really special. It's, it, it's not so much about the stuff of Thanksgiving. It's more about the feelings and the fellowship and the love we share with each other. Right, and we know that many, uh, if people are in a recovery program, or even if they're not, they'd most surely be welcome. Uh, many of the uh, recovery groups or clubs do have a Thanksgiving dinner yes. potluck or something, and so there's always a place for people to go, even if they think they don't have anybody to be with. There's always a place to go at the clubs, and so a person can strike out. I, I think, I think check one that of out. the things the things with that, I don't know what, I mean, I face this all the time, and that is sometimes you've just got to make the effort. You've, you've really got to have a conversation with yourself and say, look, make the effort, get in the car, have a shower, put on a clean shirt, get in the car, and, and go. And, and the, 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 so many of us procrastinate and put it off. And, and I know I've always found when I make the effort to get within a community, even to go see a movie, even to go see friends for dinner. I, I always enjoy myself, but it's kind of like I sometimes have to have that conversation with myself to say, look, you know, don't stay at home, because I, I live alone. Don't stay at home. Get out there, because if you don't get out there, then in a sense, you're creating your own loneliness. Hi, my name is Lynn Twist. I'm the author of The Soul of Money. If you're struggling right now with a financial crisis, I recommend going to www.unityfm and listening to our course about the soul of money and how to handle this in a way that brings out the deep spirituality that's available at this time. You know, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Join author Lynn Twist for the blessing of the financial crisis. You'll learn new techniques to use the current economic situation to redefine your relationship with money. 
It's available now for immediate download at unity.fm in the video download section. Have you heard about Dr. Tom Shepard's new program on Unity Online Radio? Tom Shepard, isn't he the Unity Magazine question and answer guy? Right. Well, they've actually turned him loose with a radio show, and I hear it's going to be pretty edgy. Edgy? Like what? Guest panelists and students from Unity Institute and Seminary, topics like abortion, gay marriage, war and peace, environmental issues, Islamic fundamentalism, universal health care, religion and politics, current events. Yeah, but they'll all be Unity people, right? Dr. Tom and his students will talk about the hard questions facing all people today, sometimes joined by rabbis, priests, liberal and conservative ministers, Buddhist monks, Baha'is, Hindus. And he's going to interview them on the program? Better. He's going to introduce a controversial topic and let students and special guests go for it. This could get explosive. Does he have guys in black shirts standing by to break up the fights? (laughs) If I know Dr. Tom, he will keep it both friendly and spirited. Whoa, I gotta hear this. When and where? The program is called Let's Talk About It, and it's on every Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio. So let's talk about it. Definitely, let's. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you have a question, comment, or experience with today's topic you'd like to share, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery@unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. I'm very glad that you're listening with us today. And if you're just joining us, my guest is Reverend Leo Booth, and our topic is the power of gratitude. And I know that Reverend Leo is familiar to so many of you. He's been uh, involved in the recovery movement for many years and has uh, written many books and is you've made tapes and lectures and CDs and has just been a, a big blessing to the recovery community. So... Uh, Leo, we're back and we're talking about the topic of gratitude here. You know, sometimes we even think of gratitude almost as a as a passive act or kind of after the fact, but really gratitude is a proactive action in a sense. You can think of it like that, that we're co-creators with God. So tell us, how does that work? How can we be proactive with God? Well, I think the thing is that I know for me, and it was pivotal, it was a very powerful uh, statement when I realized that co-creation means that I partner with God, I join God, I hold hands with God in creating not only a better life for myself, but also a better world. And over the years, I've thought about people like Dr. Martin Luther King, who said things like, you need, you need not only pray, there are times you need to march. And it's in the march that people really got the kind of freedom they were fighting for. And I think also any group of people, including even unity, because at one time a lot of established churches were very critical of unity, but but we argued our case, we wrote the books, we, 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 we preached the sermons, and people said, that makes sense. You do something in order to get something. And when it comes to gratitude, there's a sense in which, you know, people who are listening may really have to sit down with pen and paper and just write down some of the wonderful things. I mean, we can all point to the negative things in life, But some of the wonderful things that are happening in our lives, it includes the weather, maybe if we have pets, the love that the pet, the the little dog or cat or bird show to us. There are so many things that make up creation. 
And sometimes we miss them. We miss them because we're looking for what I call the big miracle, and we miss the small miracles that are happening all around. So I would challenge all your listeners to really understand that they, they have a responsibility for making their lives and, and the world a better place. Yes, it's, it's that taking action on those divine impulses. Yes, just, I mean, yeah. you, you know this, you know, because you work in a church, and I've been connected with churches for years. But, you know, successful churches usually are churches that visit the sick, have a creative music program, uh, have a, 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 you know, a, 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 a minister or priest who you know, really is relevant and preaches relevant sermons. And that's what people are longing for. People are longing for something that takes them to, to, to another place, a place, takes them higher up the mountain so that they can feel good about themselves. We don't, we don't need to hear what we're not doing. We need to hear about the capabilities human beings have. And that's why all of us should be very grateful because... We have the power to change our lives. The alcoholic can get well. The codependent can discover a love of themselves. The person with an eating disorder can do, can really kind of create healthy food and, and healthy meals. It's simply not true to say that human beings don't have the spiritual power to change their lives. It's just not true. How do you think that the our societies or our world would be different uh, if more and more people realized that co-creative power you're talking about? Oh, I think that I think that that enough. There, it wouldn't really take all of us. It would just take some of us to create. Certainly, poverty would be um, addressed. Certainly, children and young people wouldn't be hungry. Babies wouldn't be hungry. Um, I think that if we take responsibility for our lives and stop trying to be responsible for the lives of others, a lot of prejudice would go. People would start to see the value in a person who is different from themselves and appreciate the culture in which we live and, and the variety of people and the variety of experiences. So we could end a lot of prejudice, a lot of anger, and if you if you really were to envision a world that was co-creating with God, then I'm sure that the wars that divide us, especially those that are perpetrated in the name of God, which is to me hateful, um, they would they would they would end. In other words, peace is something that we can, can create. But as Mother Teresa says, peace begins with ourselves. We have to be the ripple that really moves on, on the surface of the ocean. Right. Uh, today I had the opportunity to uh, get together with some other ministers and uh, other members of, of, of spiritual community to commemorate. Uh, this happens to be Transgender Persons Memorial Day. And it was very moving. Um, there, this uh, church community had on their walls photographs of transgender people who had been killed by hate crimes just this year because they were seemingly different from others. And we had a wonderful, enlightening discussion and had some time of prayer and reflecting on these people. And I just have to share that because it made me think of what you're saying. If we begin to focus on ourselves and that divine creativity, it, that was one of the topics we discussed today was transgender gender people are such wonderful uh, dual spirits of God, two-spirit people. And, exactly, uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. and I think, that, I think that, you know, when you suddenly start to realize that a lot of people who are angry, uh, uh, violent, prejudiced, many of them are broken and insecure people. And that's the tragedy, that, that in the healing that spirituality brings, the person ceases to heal, uh, ceases to hate, ceases to be prejudiced, 
ceases to be arrogant. And, and what happens is we start to realize it's a much better world when we can play in the garden together. I, I, it makes so much sense to me. Even religions, re, when religions come together, there's the chance of world peace. But we have to do it in an exciting way. And um, we have to bring in, you know, writers, poets, uh, musicians, actors, uh, and, and regular folk. I mean, it's not ministers, rabbis, and priests that can do this alone. We all need to be involved in making the world a better place. Yes, indeed, indeed, engaging that creative spirit in, in very practical ways. You've spoken yeah, about... Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, that's, that's what I think. And the other thing I think, Reverend Nanner, is all of this is doable. I mean, it's not like we can't do it. I mean, it's, it's happening all over the place, and people are coming together. And, and I think that the, the thing is to um, maybe, and we haven't talked about it, but address procrastination. The time to do it is now. Don't keep putting off something. Most of us know people who are a little bit different from regular folk. And as far as I'm concerned, they are the people that bring special gifts. Really, they are the angels amongst us. And, 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 and cherish them as angels rather than trying to stamp them out as being untouchables. It's a beautiful point. Beautiful point. Yep, the time is now to go forward and do what it is that we're, we're feeling that inner impulse from. Rumi is uh, important to you. I know you said that, that the Happy Heretic includes um, uh, some of Rumi's ideas and perhaps poetry. It I does. don't know if, it does. It I don't does. know if you've got his, your book right there, but even if you can't quote a, a Rumi writing, that beautiful uh, Islamic mystical poet from the medieval mid, uh, period, could you share with us an idea of Rumi's that you love? Yes, yes. yes. Rumi is talking to God and talking to, to, to his audience. And he says, um, I sent you in the wind and I sent you in the leaves. I sent you in the trees. I sent you in the grass. I sent you in all my friends and neighbors. I sent, sent you in the world. I sent you. And when I sent you, I am able to dance. And I dance with the dance of God because you are within me. All these things I sense. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Well, one of the nice things about Rumi is, too, is he doesn't go on for too long. You know what I mean? You yeah. know, like some people, <laughs> I don't know whether you met people, but they... The, the quotations go on for too long, you know. Uh, Rumi right. had the ability to say what he wanted to say in about four or five stanzas, and then it was over. <laughs> That's right. It's it's almost like the the fact that he could do that is portraying that he was really having an experience, and he didn't have to go on and on about it. He he was able to say it in such a clear way because it was real for him. Yeah, yeah, and I think in many, many cases, like a lot of people, um, you know, John Lennon is a case in point. You know, he wrote uh, Imagine uh, very quickly. He wrote it in a very short period of time. And um, I think that uh, Rumi was a spontaneous thinker, and, and it was almost like, you know, like, I, I, I'm sure you've, this has happened to you, but you know when you're in church and... Um, at some point, the the audience almost feeds you with the words for you to use. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And you just yes. not. And it's kind of like you put your sermon aside, mm -hmm. and it's almost you're carried on the energy of the audience. I think that's what happened to Rumi. Yes, I think so. Unfortunately, our time is up. This has been a wonderful conversation. Uh, thank you so much, Reverend Leo Booth, for being with us here today on Spirit of Recovery and uh, sharing your rich insights and how powerful it is to take action on that power within us. And we're very glad you're with us today, and uh, thank you for blessing us with oh, Thanksgiving. It's, it's, it's my pleasure to be able to 
do the radio show with you. And uh, as I say, the hour went so quickly, I can't believe it. Good. Well, thank you again, and thank you all for listening. Next week, we'll have Joe Powell on, who uh, is uh, ha- is is a, on the board of Faces and Voices of Recovery, and he's going to be talking to us about you're not alone peer to peer recovery support. Have a wonderful holiday, and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, PhD, and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific for down-to-earth ideas on keeping spirituality in the heart of your recovery. Spirit of Recovery, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at www.soulmatters-spiritworks.org. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Things may happen around you, things may happen to you, but the only things that really count are the things that happen in you. This meditative moment from Reverend Eric Butterworth is brought to you by Unity. Whether you love the Bible or hate it, turn to it daily or refuse to have it in your house, The Bible Alive, Exploring Your Spiritual Roadmap is a program designed just for you. Here on Unity FM, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley presents the Bible as a practical, powerful spiritual roadmap full of wisdom and guidance for the challenges of life today. A roadmap for your spiritual journey. Isn't that just what you are seeking? Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, for The Bible Alive, exploring your spiritual roadmap with Rev. Ed Townley, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Music Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your host, Dale Worley, is alive with the Spirit of God each Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music, it's the only thing that the whole world listens to. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us, 
and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.